The best things in life are free, like this podcast. Save the Date is hosted by comedian, author, and all-around wedding lover, Alicia McCormick, who has an apocalypse escape plan. Do you? Seriously, do you? Because if you don't, I think you should think about it. I know people think I'm crazy. You know, I watch too many movies. I read too many books. I love the sort of dystopian, post-apocalyptic novels. I get really sucked into those. I think it's really, it's not about zombies, although zombies are exciting. Don't get me wrong. I love The Walking Dead. It's the idea of picturing the cities and towns that we live in just without people in it. And I'm not being grim. I just think we build these amazing worlds these amazing surroundings and without people I just think they would fall apart and that fascinates me also all the movies and books that I read and shows that I watch to do with the apocalypse I watch them just going don't go don't stay in the city go to the country get a bit of food get a farm going just get out of the city or you'll be eaten or infected or something they'll do it wrong so think about it Rich and I like to play the apocalypse <laughs> this makes us sound really strange. I'm sure other people do it. If you do it, tweet me, Facebook me. I want to know. Rich and I sometimes, when we've moved house, which we've done a few times, or we're in a hotel, we'll lie there and go, if something happened, if something went down tonight, how would we get out of here alive? It's a really fun game. Play it with your future partner. You will, uh, well, you will see. It's interesting to hear other people's ideas. And how wrong they are and how much you just go, okay, I've heard your thoughts. I like you as a person, but when the apocalypse, when and if it comes, I'm probably not coming back to save you because you sound hopeless and you would be a liability. It's like if you've watched The Walking Dead, I love that show. I sort of love that show. I, I win sometimes watching it, but they've got that baby. Now, the baby's beautiful and wonderful, but it causes trouble. The baby cries and the zombies come. You probably just have to leave it somewhere. Yeah, probably going to get some bad bad press for that. So uh, that's my opinion. I'm not saying leave babies. I'm saying in the apocalypse, babies are probably not, although they're the new way to build societies, they're noisy. You can't just say, shh, baby, don't cry. The zombies are coming. I really think they need to settle down. However, that's got nothing to do with my episode today. Today's Q&A. You know, you know what's coming. I have got an abundance of questions a variety, actually. I'm getting getting some really interesting, varied questions. Some that are quite deep. Some that are so juicy, I've been asked not to use their names. Ooh, I love it. So should we just crack on? Should we just grab a question and, and head into the fray? I think that's probably the best way to go. First question comes from the very lovely Megan. And Megan wrote to me via the Save the Date podcast Facebook page. That's a nice little community I'm getting there. I feel like all the people in that community, I'd happily save in the apocalypse. How about that? That's probably the ultimate. It sounds doesn't sound like it, but that is the ultimate compliment. She says, hey, Alicia, I've been listening to your podcast for several weeks. Thank you, Megan. And uh, now in preparation for my June wedding. Gee, that's not that's coming up very soon. Been loving it on my morning drive. So I have asked one of my most dear friends to be the in quotes guest book person. I hate the title guest book. I also don't like the word greeter. She's such a sweet person. She'll make everyone feel welcome and comfortable the second they walk into the ceremony. I want to list her in the program with a unique title since she's so special to me. Do you have any ideas? I thought maybe welcome host, but wasn't jazzed about the word since we've already have our aunts and uncles as actual hosts. What do you think? 
Now, Megan, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. Where I come from in the Australia, the land down under, this isn't really a job. And uh, <laughs> that sounds terrible. I'm sure people have guest book attendance, but it's not something that's regularly uh, auditioned for and cast in the wedding process. But I have been doing a lot of Googling. And you're right. It's quite a boring word. It's a quite a boring way to describe it. It's a nice job. I mean, the things I've been seeing in guest book attendant, it seems like a very Southern American tradition. Correct me if I'm wrong. And to be honest, I don't really think you need to jazz it up with a snazzy name. Is it that that important to do that? I don't think so. She'll know that what you're asking her to do is a lovely gesture. I don't really know how much a responsibility this job has over the long term. Is it just, is it wrangling people to sign the book? Does she get to knock off eventually? These are the questions I have for you, Megan. You need to do a podcast Q&A episode to answer my questions about that. I'm sorry I don't have more information. I have done some some web searching. And one thing I did find, and I, this is a slight change of tact here, but Megan, have you considered not using a book and doing something a bit more creative with the guest memory name collation? Which is, uh, I was going to say book again, but I'm not suggesting you use a book. I was just, when I was Googling this, trying to figure out a solution for your question, I found a great post on Offbeat Bride. If you visited Offbeat Bride before, you'll know what I mean. It's a sassy, great website. Uh, gives you lots of ideas. They had a post, which I will link to in the blog, and it's guest book alternatives for creative couples, which is all of you people. You're all creative in your own way. So this post featured a number of alternative ideas that you could use instead of just the old pen and paper book style. I'll share them with you now. One was uh, an instrument. If you or your partner have some sort of penchant for uh, playing an instrument, music, for example, you could, they've got a lovely, and this is a very, this is a bit of a gesture here to How I Met Your Mother, if you've seen that show, was a blue, it wasn't really a trumpet, a blue French horn, if I memory memory uh, serves me correctly, people signing the instrument. They've also got a typewriter. I've seen this before. I think this is a wonderful idea. An old school typewriter, which you can easily rent from a vintage um, events or props person. Lots of companies have typewriters because they look really classy and kids won't know what they are. So that's another idea. Make sure if you are doing that, that it has a ream of ink that actually works. Don't just bring along the typewriter. Check it beforehand. Another one that they feature in this and I've seen elsewhere is um, also something bringing along a lovely print something with the date of your name at your names and the date of the wedding and have people sign around it I think that's a lovely gesture that is something you can look at on the wall for a long time so yeah look I think you, you need to just say this is the this is what you're doing besides calling her the book bitch or the keeper of the book like some sort of Lord of the Rings idea I have no snazzy name for you Megan I've probably failed you on a number of levels I apologize deeply it's nice that you're giving people jobs and I'm sure she'll just be grateful to be a part of the day and I'm sure she'll do her job fantastically and whatever way you record those memories it'll be swell next question coming up momentarily but before I do I just wanted to share a couple of tweets and Facebook posts that have been coming my way I love receiving I mean who doesn't like receiving praise (laughs) I'm not gonna lie to you it's really nice to see them pop up Janice, I was going to say she's trading under the name. It's not that's te- not technically what I'm trying to say. She, her Twitter name is uh, J M Sefatel. She says the banter between Save the Date PC, that's me, and Josh Withers is ace. I love that. Thank you, Janice. I suspect you may be an Australian just quietly. Uh, she's talking about Josh Withers, my wonderful friend, who is an Australian marriage celebrant. 
a uh, the guy that marries you at the front. Someone wrote to me and said, what's a celebrant? It's maybe a word that people don't use very much in the States, but we had a lovely time. Josh will be back on the show, and hopefully I can bring along his wife, Britt, who is, they run a, a, a pop-up wedding company, and I think they've got a wonderful perspective on weddings, not necessarily having to focus on spending a lot of money, but also sort of handing over a lot of the responsibility to them to plan something, but also share the day financially with other couples. It's a very clever idea and uh, I will link to them just to show you what they're doing. Another kind message came from Soya Weddings, S-O-R-A-Y-A. I've said that completely wrong. I do apologize. She says, if you're engaged or just love an Aussie accent, got to listen to the Save the Date podcast. These podcasts make my treadmill workouts bearable. Oh, I like you very much. Thank you so much for that. Also, um, oh my gosh, is this is this indulgent reading these? I feel like I just want to share with you that if you're listening, other people listen too. It's just not me. Mel at Mel Maybay Baby. Oh my God. Mel Maybe Baby. That's, again, I'm adding that to my vocal warm-ups, Mel. She says uh, she's been keeping a notebook at my desk at work to write out all the good tips. Thank you. Thank you, Mel. Very lovely to have you on board and listening. Now, um, the next question I would like to present to you is from a lovely listener called Brandy. She contacted me via private message on the old Facebook. Thank you so much, Brandy. She says, uh, if I have a question for you that you may have already answered, and if you have, just point me in the right direction of the podcast and I'll go listen. I like it. She's to the point. Brandy, I'm reading this because no, I have not answered it. She says, I got engaged in December and for now, I'm just trying to work out the guest list budget and venue. For me, working out the guest list includes who will be in the wedding party and my fiance is not interested in figuring out his groomsman or best man. I've asked how much time he would need or if he has an idea and he just thinks I'm stressing out too early. Our wedding is in October 2016, so am I stressing out and planning too early? If so, I can take a step back. If not, how can I convey this to my fiancé that I really need him to be involved in the wedding planning instead of just kicking back until the wedding day? Sorry for being a long story. Your thoughts are appreciated. Well, Brandy, not a long story because uh, we've all got problems and this seems to be quite a big one. And I think I chose to read this, Brandy, because I feel like a lot of people are in the same position. Not all blokes are going to be as interested in weddings as girls. That's just how this industry unfortunately has developed. And I really feel that this all does go down to communication. Now, I have no doubt in my mind, Brandy, that your future husband will be just as razzed about this whole event eventually. It's also just a matter of uh, getting him to realize, when you say, am, am I being crazy booking things? I don't think so. I think at the moment, you look talk to a lot of vendors and venue owners, people are booking that far in advance. So it depends where you are planning to get married. And again, like you said, to make these decisions, you need to figure out how big an event this is going to be. Are you going to be inviting 10 people or 500 people? Is it going to be an evening affair or would you rather get married on a beach in a destination? So I totally understand where you're coming from and perhaps your future husband needs to just have a little bit of perspective presented to him and I say this in the idea that a lot of people sort of go oh I don't understand why it takes six months to make a wedding dress now granted 
we've learnt before, and I remember, if you can remember, uh, a lovely guest, Carly Kaika, wrote a book called Hitched in a Hurry. And she's sort of saying, yes, you can absolutely plan a wedding in under sort of four months, but you need to probably be quite prepared for a couple of compromises when it comes to bespoke items, perhaps not being able to get married on a Saturday at a key wedding venue. If you have something in mind, it's probably unlikely it's going to be available at short notice. However, things come up things change. It's always worth asking. So Brandy, I suppose one of the biggest pieces of advice I could have for you and being in a partnership and a relationship and you know your partner a lot better than anyone else, I'm assuming, or you will eventually, is how to convey this information without starting arguments, without trying to shove it down his throat, because often people don't take well to that and perhaps don't listen. So one a piece of advice I could give you is maybe going and checking out some wedding venues and asking the venue owner slash manager about how far in advance you should be booking. Because I dread to say this, but a lot of times partners listen to other people, not necessarily you. Not always, not always at all. But if a professional says this and sort of shows you the diary, which I know a lot of them love to do because they want to not pressure you, but really put the hard word on you to say, book it now, book it now, book it now, pay the deposit, get it going. Maybe that might make him realize that this is what it's going to take to get the place you want and the date you want. Also... You, the question I always sort of say to get guys more involved is just to say to him blatantly, what is it that you want? If you could, if money was no object, if you close your eyes now and try and picture our day, what is it that you see? Because a lot of times women can go in there and I'm generalizing, but I think it's true with their own ideas, their own plans and sort of neglect to ask this other person, whether you're marrying a boy or a girl, um, this is the same for gay weddings, civil partnerships, that you have an idea and you can barrel on through and maybe not realize that they also have ideas, but haven't figured out a way to discuss them and bring it out. And, you know, event planning for a lot of people is not a natural thing. Me included, I included, not the right grammar. So Brandy, try and figure out the best way to communicate with him and get him involved and excited about it. And maybe his thing is music. Get him talking about what sort of music. Is he into dancing? Maybe he loves food. Who doesn't love food? It's a life source. But maybe talking about catering. Just try and find a way to work your way into it because obviously he proposed to you. You're getting hitched. He wants to do this. It's just a matter of finding that key to unlocking his magical door, which sounds very sus. Apologies, Brandy. Okay, I've got time for one more question. And um, this one comes from a lovely lady who was asked to be anonymous. I'm looking at her real name on the paper. And I can't say her real name because she said, don't say my real name. And now I can't think. I've had this before. I did this with Josh Withers. I'm like, quick, make up a name because they've asked to be anonymous. And I can never think on the spot. You're thinking of a name. What name are you thinking of? I'm going to call her Carol. Her name is not Carol, by the way. See, I'm a writer. I'm a comedian. I'm a performer. I should be better at thinking on the spot. Right, here we go. Carol, not a real name. Hello, Alicia. Thank you so much for your wonderful podcast. Wonderful is a new word. Uh, She didn't write that. I got that wrong. I got engaged in November, and it's been so amazing but can feel a little bit overwhelming at times. Your podcast is great as it reminds us to relax when planning and 
focus on what's important. Couldn't agree more. That's sort of the whole foundation of my podcast. So thank you so much, Carol, for saying that. Also, your comments on the Amazon wedding list and an extension cord being a hot ticket item made me laugh out loud in the street and brightened up my Monday morning. Well, I can't thank you enough. And to be honest, I've had a few comments about that. And it's absolutely true. Go and have a look on your Amazon. Follow the links in my last blog and you'll see the Amazon list. It's there. Power cords. So boring. So boring. Vital, but boring. Don't waste your wedding registry on them. Go and buy them at the discount store. Ugh. Anyway, don't waste more time on power cords. They've had enough. She says, Alicia, uh, the question is, she said, I had a question about obligation guests. Now, I know what your thoughts are and I agree, but I'm finding it a bit hard to put into practice and could really appreciate some advice on the situation. Now, if you haven't heard the episode about obligation guests, it's called, I think it's planning a guest guest list who to invite, who not. You're either in or you're out. There was some Heidi Klum happening in that episode. I will link to it. But please, if you're interested in having a similar sort of situation to Carol, then I would suggest you go back and listen because I talk a lot about obligation guests and how we are put in a situation sometimes that is very difficult, a la Carol's situation, which I'm about to read to you. She says, I work in a small company, just three other people. That's very small. One is a good friend from before I started working there, so is invited to our wedding. The second is a work chum I genuinely get along with, so want him to be there in the evening. And the third is, well, my boss. Knew that one was coming. I'm pretty ambivalent towards him. (laughs) That's not a great sign. I don't consider him a friend and don't see him socially. As I'm planning to invite the other two for the sake of politics, should I invite him to the evening? The way our venue works, it wouldn't cost us anything and he's for him, for him and his wife to be there. I feel like I'm overthinking this too much and we're planning to send out our invites soon, so I really need to make a decision. So any advice would be much appreciated. She says, all the best. Thanks again. I've been telling all my newly engaged friends about the show. Well, you're a crackerjack lady. Thank you so much, Carol. Now, coming to your conundrum here, I am going to go against my own advice for a couple of reasons. Bear with me here. I feel like in the situation, and again, going back to what I sort of said in that past podcast episode, obligation guests to me are a real problem when they're costing you a lot more money than you have. And also, if you're seeing that person and thinking, I don't really like you. I don't really want to see your face on my wedding day. Now, of course, Carol used the expression, gee, I've been good. I keep looking at her real name and I keep saying Carol. As a professional, I shouldn't acknowledge that as much, but I just I just want you to know my brain's working in two different sort of hemispheres at this current stage with two different names. My feeling is in the sense of keeping the peace and because you're not working, it's not like you're working in a company with 300 other people and that you know, people won't notice if they're not invited or it won't be a big deal. You're basically saying by not inviting this person and his wife, you're basically saying, ah, I don't really like you. You don't really mean very much to me. And the thing is, you will be returning to that workplace with the other two talking about said wedding, or you take the really uncomfortable path and pretend, which this is a dangerous, awful path to go on because... As the old saying goes, oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. It just gets you in trouble. Lying is really hard. And the idea to say, hey, other two, pretend you didn't get invited to the wedding and just say you went away for the weekend or something and come in and we'll keep this lie going for the next six years will get you in big trouble and make you probably look like a bit of an a-hole. 
when it all comes crashing down. So my perspective on this situation is, Carol, that you probably should invite this person. And yes, they are an obligation guest. You won't have to have that on your conscience. Also, if you aren't planning to stay in this workplace in the long term, again, leave him off the list. If you think he will perhaps not accept your invitation and just buy you a gift, that's a nice outcome. That's probably the best outcome that he'll say, sorry, we we can't do it, can't come this weekend, but we'd love to contribute to your gift registry. <laughs> that's such a cheeky answer, but you know, that's the best case scenario. He gives you something, but then doesn't show his face. That'd be really nice. Look, I, I, again, I loathe going against my own advice, but with this situation, it's a very small office. You don't want to create some sort of shitty situation that you can avoid if you really truly find him tolerable. I love to use the word ambivalent. I mean, that's not really a word. You don't really want any friends to say, oh, I'm ambivalent towards you, but it means you're not feeling some sort of huge disdain. He's not a massive dick, perhaps, and if you can tolerate his presence, I don't know how big the wedding's going to be. You might not have to see him all night. So again, it goes against the principal theory of the Alicia obligation guest advice. But in this situation, Carol, I think you are probably wise to invite, wear it and see where it goes. And I'd love to hear back from you uh, when your invitations go out and see if he replies. Because maybe he's sort of going, I don't know any people there. I might not go. I don't know. We'll see. Thank you so much for writing to me and your kind, kind words. I can't I can't thank you enough. Really nice. Hope you're having a fantastic week. I look very much forward to talking to you again next week and sharing with you lots more wedding advice and entertainment. Remember, podcasts are free. Spread the word if you enjoy this podcast and you would like to perhaps bring some more friends along to listen. Have a little listening party. That sounds awful. Don't do that. Have a great week. Get in touch. Happy days. New to the podcast? Head to acast.com forward slash save the date for the entire back catalog. Start at the beginning. I dare you.